I'm starting. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is why we don't change up the fucking routine. Uh, welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio on the Airways Dial at 4752. The bot... <laughs> oh, no. The bot is host... I haven't done this one in fucking six weeks. More. I know. Uh, <laughs> Your pod is hosted by... All right, by Kelsey and Megan, who are enjoying free ice cream for life. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. I'm so upset that my epic Diet Coke can opening was ruined by my inability to remember any <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> Do you remember back when we started this and we just like worry about if there were pauses longer than like a, you know, what I'm not, we'd, I'd like edit them out and stuff now? Nope. Oh, you mean when we tried to be a quality program and mm-hmm. had ambitions? Yeah. I mean, we still have ambitions, and that's to have, like, one person listen a week, so. <laughs> and apparently that one person, Tyler, has jumped ship. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Although, no, he did listen last time. He just felt really called out. Well, he should, because you've become the heel of the podcast. It's true. And that's hard to become a heel when I'm on the podcast. <laughs> Just saying. Well, where should we start other than just know that, like, you're going to be shit on at the start of every podcast episode, (laughs) Tyler. Until you stop asking your dumb question. Yeah, so, like, just maybe just skip the first two minutes every time. Yeah, but since you're going to skip the first two minutes, you won't hear this. Oh, I mean, like, everyone who's not Tyler needs to skip the first two minutes. Tyler's not allowed to skip the first two minutes. (laughs) No, he has to listen to the first two minutes on loop. For the entire length of the podcast, and then he can listen to the rest of it. You know what we should do? We should make ringtones. How do we make ringtones? <laughs> I don't know. What are we making a ringtone for? Yeah, fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> like, who who doesn't need one of those in their lives? Because who doesn't have an absolute fuck you, Tyler, in their life? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> And on that note, I feel like we need to just skate right past it and carry on. <laughs> yeah, won't mention it anymore. Uh-huh. Um, do we want to talk about Stranger Things? Do we want to talk about Spider-Man? Uh, dealer's Choice. Let's talk about Stranger Things because it's in my head because I just watched it last night. Okay, let's do it. It was, so we're, in case you're, like, trying to catch up or whatever, this is spoilery only for the first half now, I guess, of yeah. season three. We've done episodes, this week we're talking about episodes three and four. The Case of the Missing Lifeguard and the Sauna Test. Yeah. Let's start with episode three. Yeah. I have lots of thoughts about it. And just like last week, I typed them into my notes as uh, I watched um, I'm glad you did, because I did not, and, uh, yeah. Okay, so, oh my god, where do we even want to start with this one? I don't know, you have the notes. Well, like, everybody's on the fucking case, and I'm very yes. into that. We finally have, like, some direction to go. Yeah. Love Joyce <laughs> just being a science <laughs> expert, when she's like, Hopper, listen, this is how electromagnets work. Oh, man. So, okay, can we just... There's a place to start. Sure. Let's talk about Hopper for a second. Mm -hmm. I have lots of reasons I want to talk about Hopper. But... Dad bod is one of them. 
That was one of them, but that's, like, not even what I want to talk about right this second. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand why he's upset. I get it. Why he's upset with Joyce. Mm-hmm. But I feel very much like he's not quite right. Well, and it's what he's and doing it's is not... nagging her. <laughs> is what he's doing. No, but it, but it's not just him. Like it's just it's everything. It's you know it's not just with Joyce. It's just with everything. Like he's just not. He's just not, the Hopper that we knew in seasons one and two. Because right. he's you. Okay, explain. So, I just, I, I mean, like, I mean, I get, uh, and I know this is, like, such a ridiculous thing to see. Like, how, first of all, how is anyone still living in this fucking town? Like, why haven't they all not just left? Um, I feel like once Barb disappeared, I feel like that should have been everybody out. Like, just everybody out of the pool, let's go. Um, but they're still there. But I just, I, I know all this shit's happened, and I know, like, you know, he, he harbored <laughs> this, he harbored a child for a long, for a while, Right, and then is now officially adopted her, and it's been like six months or whatever it is since the events of season two, and there's you know been some shit going on and whatever, and I understand that as like the chief of police, which, in a town of like thirty thousand people, I feel like he doesn't work very hard. Well, but also like in a, a town issue. of thirty thousand people, like how much is there to do? He also has two deputies. I guess, but it's just, he, he, I just feel like he, you know, he plays real fast and loose with the rules. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I feel like there's just something in his character thus far in this season where he's either trying to distance himself from, like, the people that he's gotten close to in particular ways. Like, just the way that he's reacting to um, Eleven and Mike and how he, like, you know, had that had that chat with Mike and made him break up with her and all this kind of stuff, you know. Or made her break up with him, I guess. And and he's, like, just trying to, I guess, hold on to all of this control over all of these things. When the events of the last two seasons would sort of suggest that, like, you can't control anything, so why bother? And I just feel like it's, there's just something with him that's not quite right. Yes, but I think last season was, like, particularly traumatic because, like, he has this like daughter essentially right and he already lost his first daughter and that just caused him to lose his fucking mind and i don't know if it's episode three or episode four but like he's trying to blackmail the mayor and the mayor's like oh really because i've got all this fucking shit on you too because you're also a piece of shit yeah and everybody knows it but you hold this authority and the authority of the badge is still respected in this small fucking town for whatever goddamn reason but I think what he's trying to do is just hold on so tightly because all of a sudden he does have these things that he cares for and he doesn't want to lose them. And obviously, as we know, because we've, I don't know, read a book, seen a movie ever, that never works. It always does the opposite. And so, like, I get why he was so upset with Joyce. Um, Oh, for sure. Like, I totally, it was very rude. and, And, but I mean, at the same time, like, you know, it it felt weird when I was watching episode three because I just watched them last night um, that he was just dismissing her like you know because he was upset about whatever and she's like no like this is what I need to show you mm-hmm. and he's just like whatever there's nothing wrong and I was like nah dude that's not like I, considering everything that's happened already like he would not have had that response you know what I mean he'd have been like 
ugh, fine, what now? But right? it's because he's been hurt by her. Because, like, again, he's allowed himself to love these people. Mm-hmm. And he feels like they're, you know, being taken from him in some way. And that we also find out that Joyce is going to move. She wants to move away. Which, like, fucking thank God. Like, <laughs> yes, run, absolutely. Run. <laughs> like, pack up your bags and just, like, go west. <laughs> Take Will. Just run. But you know what? Maybe maybe don't even pack up your bags. Just burn your house down and go. Like just you don't need any of your stuff. Just get out of there. And will like he's already destroyed Castle Byers. So like <laughs> your house, which has been through some fucking shit, could also probably just tumble down with a small child's baseball bat. Yeah, but I understand why because now that we know that he knows that she's been planning to move. I think that explains a lot of his behavior from the start of the season. Because he's on, like, the defensive. And he's trying so hard. Yeah, I just, I don't know, there was just, uh, there was just something about it, and I, I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe now that we have a little bit more insight, but it just felt really weird to me, especially, and sure, he was hurt, whatever, but especially when she's like, no, like, this shit, there's something weird going on. And, like, knowing that their children are in, are probably going to be in danger because of this weird shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it felt weird to me that he was like, oh, sure, whatever, Joyce, whatever you say. Like, I'll meet you, I'll meet you tonight at 7 o'clock. Like, I was just like, oh, don't be such a dick, man. Mm-hmm. But then again, he does go with her. Well, of course, because he realizes that he has to. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's he's all in. And he goes fucking crazy. <laughs> yes, he does. I did not expect him to pull the trigger um, in, the, in episode four. Like, I can't believe how fucking crazy he went. Like, just beat up the mayor. Mm-hmm. Essentially takes the mayor hostage. Mm-hmm. And commits, I don't know how many felonies. So many. It's great. In a wild goose chase, which tells me that, like, obviously he's not in disbelief of this whole thing. No. Who do you think, um, okay, sorry, that's getting way, way ahead. Um, I'm gonna go back to my notes, see what I can see about Hopper and Joyce. Since I started this off with him. Oh, he's stupid. I, I really do enjoy Joyce, though. She's... But you're right, like, it's funny that now all of a sudden she is, like, an expert in electromagnetism. And I did enjoy how Hopper was, like, bugging her about um, Mr. Clark after that. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, <laughs> you broke my goddamn nose. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, such a fucking good line. It felt like a line from, like, an 80s sci-fi movie like from Alien or something like that. Like yeah. just how it was said. Did you also think that the mayor's house looked like something from Miami Vice? Kind of a little bit. It looked it was... fucking bonkers. Yeah, it's it's all very weird. Like everything in this town is just like it's just like off kilter by like 3 or 4 degrees. Yeah. You know? Like... And then like that the mayor's house is one of the things that's a little bit strange. Well, the fucking bamboo wallpaper. <laughs> and, like, the bright pinks and the bright oranges. 
Oh my god, it was fucking wild. Um, oh, I, I would blame that on his wife, I feel. I feel like that was all her. For sure. No wonder he stepped out with his secretary. Just kidding. Um, starting with episode three. My first note is boys are fucking disgusting. Oh, they're so disgusting. And when Elle uses her powers to spy on them, it just, just made my heart destroy a little bit. <laughs> I super love that Elle and, and Max are, like, hanging out, just the two of them. And, I mean, obviously now they have to because they've, you know, they're mad at the boys. But I like... I like that they they have this, like, little bit different relationship than everybody else has. Me too, because you really didn't see that last time. It was like, um, even when they were kind of together, even though it wasn't for a very long time, it v- felt very adversarial. Mm-hmm. Like, Max was jealous of whoever this Eleven person was. And Eleven mm-hmm, was because, like, who is she? Well, yeah, because, because Max showed up while Eleven was gone, mm-hmm. right? And then, yeah. And now we have, like, this sister's doing it for themselves. And Max teaching her, like, who Wonder Woman is was so fucking cute. And, like, reading comics to her. Ugh. And I thought that Eleven's (laughs) very loud 80s bright outfit in the, like, between pool space (laughs) was such a great... Uh, juxtaposition of like who she's trying to be and what like her true life experience is mm-hmm. I, I love those scenes when she's well, and... in the black space I don't know what it's called I called it the in between space isn't it the upside down no because she's not in the upside down oh no she's not that's right I don't know where she's in the in between works but um... those scenes are always so cool yeah, like, it, they're they're filmed really, really, really neat because of just that absence of light everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of, which, you know, sort of adds to the mystery and adds to whatever else is going on. Did you find as well that um, Eleven seeing Billy and then Billy seeing Eleven felt weird? How so? Like, how could he see her when she's spying on him? Isn't... Because she drops, like, she's down there, isn't she? No. She can't... I don't well, think so. Isn't... But he's, like... Because he's got the... He's been, like, fucking mind flayed. So, like, he can see whatever. So, and that's both the... Eleven and the mind flayers are able to do that? I think so. I think that's that's what I sort of thought was true hmm. about it. I don't know if it's actually true, but interesting. Yeah, because he obviously shares some consciousness with it because it recognizes her. Yes, and well, what yeah, she he's did. He's its host. He's its host right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There. Yeah, and I mean, like, Billy is just the worst. I hate him so much. <laughs> like, he's just, there's nothing about him. It's so gross. I know. Like, Aldo's, his room was just fucking disgusting, too. Like, oh, yeah, and but, like, unsurprisingly so. 
Like, there was nothing about how gross that room was that was shocking to me in any way, shape, or form. No, not at all. Which reinforces the boys are disgusting comment from before. Um, yeah. But you know who's a boy who's not disgusting? Who? Teeny tiny Will Byers. I was just gonna say, I know. He's just trying so hard to fucking keep his own innocence after all the shit he's gone through. Yeah. And I loved how he just, like, fucking went all out, purple robe, will the wise, and just, like, gave them a dressing down on how much they fucking sucked. Yeah, because they were real dicks to him. They were being so mean. So mean. And when Mike said to him, like, so, like, I'm sorry you don't like girls or whatever, is Will gay? Is that what he meant? No, I think just, I think that Will is just in that phase where, like, he's not, he's just not quite there yet, where, like, he's got a crush on a girl and whatever, like, do you know what I mean? And I think Mm -hmm. there's just, because there's that, like, you've never taught junior high, have you? Yeah, I did both of my practicums in junior high. Yeah, so, so the beginning of, like, grade seven is a really interesting time. Because the girls, uh, like, some some of them have, like, you know, hit puberty or whatever. Like, you can tell it's, like, you know, they're on the precipice. Whereas, like, the boys are still, like, tiny little boys, right? Like, they're Mm -hmm. just small children. Um, And then over, you know, grade 7 and maybe into grade 8, like, you still have some of those kids who, like, for whatever reason, you know, either they're just not interested in, like, what all their friends are interested in or whatever, but they're still very much, like, elementary kids, Mm-hmm. in so many ways and like will's not quite like that because i mean he's been fucking traumatized um and it's it's because they're child actors and his voice is changing it's a little bit harder to like believe that innocence still yeah but the haircut if, sure know, helps <laughs> oh it's true but like if his voice hadn't already started to change you'd be like oh yeah i totally get it because he's just not there yet like he's you know yeah like puberty's a spectrum yeah and he would be, and, and I think in theory, I think, like, that's maybe the suggestion is that Will is, like, a little bit further behind. Mm-hmm. And so he's just not, he's not interested in having a girlfriend. But so. Right now. He wants to play D&D with his boys, you know? Like, that's what he wants to do with his life. And so heartbreaking how, like, he went to his safe haven and just, like, fucking destroyed it because they made him feel like such shit. Because it's gone now. Yeah. Like, he's never gonna have those times again. No, nope, or that place. Yes, or that place. Like, ugh, poor little guy dealing with trauma. I feel like some psychologists could write some good fucking papers about Will Byers. Oh, probably. Um, uh, but, interestingly enough, the as soon as Will says to them, like, the Demogorgon, like, something's back. They're, like, Mm -hmm. immediately, like, okay, what do we do? Mm -hmm. Like, they're already immediately on his side, which I thought was really nice. But, I don't know, I wish they would have been a bit more empathetic to what was happening in there. Um, Mm -hmm. Can we talk about how cool some of the shots are this season? Yeah. Especially in episode three, like, that shot of Hopper's gun. At the lab, and the camera zooming in onto um, that surveillance camera, which turns into Dustin's binoculars. Yeah. So fucking stylish this season. 
Yeah, they're doing some really cool things. I really was impressed. And, like, I wonder if that's a sort of a function of just how popular it is. And so the production value is just a little bit higher. Because it can be. Perhaps. I didn't notice it in the first two seasons. That would be... Like, it's already it's always been visually interesting to watch. Like, just the color palette and the time period. Everyone's so nostalgic over the 80s and all that stuff. But it seems like this time they're actually taking, like, cinematography to its, like, top degree. Yeah. Which I do appreciate since they're essentially just reusing villains. But that's okay. <laughs> um, can we talk about uh, the three fucking... <laughs> Kami, Kami hunters we've got now four Kami hunters yes because <laughs> I laughed out fucking loud when Robin is just like wait a minute I know what the code is and she's looking around the mall and just sees the stores that seem to line up with what the code is and I wrote down there's no way that's the code and then later on I was like that's the code It's <laughs> like are you shitting me come on how could it be that it corresponds to the to three fucking stores at this mm. mall in Hawkins, Indiana? Yeah, well, because of the power plant. That's why. I know. And then as soon as I saw guards at the mall with fucking submachine guns, I was like, oh, okay, it is the code. They were right. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's good. And I really like Robin. Oh, for sure. She's an MVP. She's so great. Because, like, you know, I mean, in the first episode when we meet her or whatever, and she's like, ugh, your children are here. Um, Loved like, her then. <laughs> no, but it's been obvious that she's, like, been having to put up with, with this shit. Yes. With the kids, right? And just, like, them hanging around or whatever. But now that there's, like, you know, a little bit of a mystery or whatever, she's just, like, 100% all fucking in. And you know why? Uh, it's because she's a drama kid. <laughs> Which, <laughs> if you believe Steve, is a bad look. <laughs> Which is so fucking funny. Uh, oh, Steve's the best. He is. Um, he's mastered that, like, the actor, I don't even know his name. He's mastered that, like, long-suffering dad facial expression. Oh, for which sure. Is just incredible. It's just, like, a resigned eye roll that's just like, oh, God. Yeah. Here's what we do. But Dustin was so sweet to him when they found the thing in the box. And he's mm-hmm. like, if you die, I die. Steve was just like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, whatever, Dustin. But of course, Dustin is so fucking invested in this. Like, there's no way he's going to give up. Oh, no, not at all. Are there no other employees at fucking Ice Cream Ahoy or whatever it's called? No. What's up with that? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Like, is this mall open like 10 to 5? Monday I don't to know. Friday? Because, like, but labor all... laws imply that these kids need a fucking day off. Well, especially because they work together all the time, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, I don't know. That's and, and, like, they can obviously get away with, like, stealing money out of the tip jar and, you know, doing all this stuff that, like... She... Just, like, leaving the store open and walking away. Yeah, she goes on a fucking road trip to the library to get blueprints during the work day. Yeah. At a, yeah, at a job where she's not salaried. So, like, yeah, who knows? 
Who the fuck knows? Who And like that mall is just like, I want to speak to that mall manager. Because you have a small child going through the ducts of your mall mm-hmm. after closing. Where are those security guards? How does mm-hmm. no one notice that? Like, where's the cleaning You have the, the Russians smuggling shit into your mall. You have armed personnel standing outside one of the receiving doors in your mall. And you're just like, okay, carry on. There is apparently a thousand foot elevator in your mall that goes yeah. into the ground. Like... Yeah. Are they saying, like, capitalism is the real evil? Is that what they're implying this season? I mean, maybe. Oh, my God. That would be a great twist if that was the enemy all along. Just the fucking ghost of Adam Smith going up. Just like... Oh, my God. I thought you said Adam Scott. And I was like, Megan, you need to get over this. (laughs) No. Uh, I mean, that would also be funny. Just for very different reasons. Um, I think my second favorite quote of these two episodes was, you can't spell America without Erica. (laughs) Oh, she's just the absolute greatest. She's just a fucking baller. She knows her worth and is gonna fucking get every goddamn penny of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Were they, like, plying her with all those ice cream treats? And then she takes that, like... Sunday or whatever the fuck it was, and she's then she's like more hot fudge. <laughs> just like holy shit, kid. Like a fucking baller, Erica for life. Like her in this foursome duo is so goddamn amazing because oh, the three of them are like so gung ho towards this plan, and she comes in and she's like, "Really, bitch? <laughs> like, yeah." You guys are shitting me, right? You think there's just like a secret Russian plot <laughs> in the mall? Yeah, she's like, in yeah, the mall I'm where seven. we live. <laughs> what, what she's like, I don't even know how old she is. Eight, ten? Like, it doesn't even matter. She's just like, oh, do I have to do everything by myself? She knows a lot about capitalism to be eight. She does, but she's not, I don't know how old she is. I don't know, I'm guessing. Ten, maybe? Well, how old are the boys supposed to be? Fucking 12, 13, 14, 15? Well, I don't know. They were, what, 7th grade into 8th grade? Wasn't it like 8th grade Halloween? I don't know. When they dressed as the Ghostbusters? I'm going to find out. You just Time uh... doesn't mean much in this show because, like, in episode 4 when they did those flashbacks yeah. of Will playing D&D, he looked like a goddamn infant. And I was like, oh no, everyone's growing up. Well, I know. If you look at... Like, okay, if you look at, uh, just Google whatever, Stranger Things, and you look at the pictures of the cast that pop up, mm-hmm. like, they're so young in comparison. Know. It's so crazy. But I do like these, like, grown-up toods, because now you're like, oh my god, they're so babies. Um, now you can actually put them in situations that, like, ostensibly they could handle. It's not like 10-year-olds being like, we're invaded by aliens. Now it's 14-year-olds. They're like, we're being invaded by the Reds. Yeah. Which might be a bit more realistic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, let's find out. What does this say? It says that it's got 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I believe it. My sister said she watched all of it. She binged all and needed some time to process. Like all three seasons? Well, she had seen seasons one and two. Oh, okay. And she binged season three, and she said, like, it was emotionally hard. And I was like, don't fucking tell me it's emotionally hard. 
I don't need to know that. Because, of course, someone's going to fucking die. Because somebody has to fucking die at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, so... The first season is November 1983. And then the second season is October 1984. And then the third season is, like, mid-1985. Okay... So, so they're how old are they in season one? That's a good question. Um, Will Byers. I'm not sure. I th- I want to say they're in like seventh grade. Oh wait, I found a timeline on Screen Rant and says they were born in seventy one. So they're oh, like so they were fourteen. Like Twelve, yeah. So they're fourteen now. Okay, that makes that that sounds about okay, right. Okay, that's more. Accurate. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Is Al the same age? I think so-ish, more or less. Oh, yeah. She's listed in here. Oh, Sarah was the same age as Al. Oh, that's why he's... That's why! She was born the same year. Okay. Well, then, see, that makes some sense. It does. But again, show why couldn't you help us understand that a bit better? Mm-hmm. Like we know that he lost the daughters, but just like yeah, maybe it would have been helpful to know that said daughter was born the same year as like new surrogate daughter. Exactly. Um, Eleven's outfits just keep getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And she's and it's funny too; she's getting like more confidence mm-hmm. as she's sort of navigating all of this. Absolutely. And I did love Hopper's, like, joy when she's like, oh, Max wants to know if she can have a sleepover. And he's like, what? <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, when he when he comes home and, like, opens that door. He's just, like, drunk as a fucking skunk. <laughs> With that bottle of wine that he took from the restaurant. Yeah. I thought he was just, like, gonna break down the door and just be like, hold on, and then, like, barf outside the door. <laughs> Like, just a mess in a dress, that one. But yeah, he... Doing that, and then... um, And then him busting open the door and seeing, like, (laughs) Max and Eleven just, like, hanging out. I know. And he's like, whoa. But that's also, like, "Mm, that's pretty heteronormative. (laughs) Like, these girls could just be as romantically interested in each other as a boy and a girl. Yes, but this is 1985, and he is the father of a teenage girl and he's you know assuming that she's going to you know not be right so Mm -hmm. their version of spin the bottle was hilarious though (laughs) it was great i was like man that's how spin the bottle should always be playing yeah let's go fucking spy on some people and i love how they landed on mr clark and they're like no (laughs) (laughs) he's too boring there's literally nothing interesting about mr clark Watch how somehow Mr. Clark is, like, at the center of all of this. Oh, I'm sure he is. But what if he's, like, a (laughs) neo-Nazi? Oh, shit. (laughs) Ah, shit. Uh, Who's just, like, super aware of physics. That's just, oh, God, that, ooh, I just gave myself the heebie-jeebies with that one. (laughs) Uh, I'm calling, like, originally I was calling the monster Radigan. Now I'm just calling it the meat monster because it's fucking gross. The meat monster? Yeah. Like, yeah, I know it's the mind flare, but it's like, it's made of meat and it's fucking gross. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, let's talk about what Billy's been up to. 
Uh, nothing good. Nothing good. As expected, nothing good. A teenage boy, a white villain, up to nothing yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, the thing about Billy that I was, and I mean, obviously we know that there's something wrong with him, so, like, this is why, but he was just, when they showed up at that girl's house. Oh my god, did you get, like, Stepford Wives creepiness? Yes! Because it was, at first, the way that that was set up, where, like, it's just Billy and her parents, mm-hmm. and her chair is empty, I was just like, oh, what the fuck? I know, but there was also food on her plate, and I was like, Whoa. Did he just show up early? Like, what is happening? Are they wait? Like, I I was so confused. Mm-hmm. I did not uh, like, expect her to be there at no, all. Me that really threw me for a loop. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, like, and I he's just so and, like it was funny because I don't know, I'm I'm sure you noticed, but like he had like blow dried his hair, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like made himself look presentable, and I was like, oh, you you're even grosser than you were before. If that's possible. I know. The 80s were so fucking gross. So yeah. gross. Yeah. Although on BuzzFeed today, when I was just browsing through and saw Scooter Woman, um, <laughs> there was this list that was like, 20 well, things you didn't know about Stranger Things. And I was like, okay. But I didn't click on it because it said like spoilers ahead. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to see that. But like, I think the one just in the little you know, title or whatever, said that he wears a wig. And I was like, well, fucking duh. <laughs> like, no one's hair actually looks like that. That's like saying Mrs. Wheeler wears a wig. And you're like, oh my God, what? <laughs> like, yeah. of course it is. Yeah. Have you seen it? It's nine inches tall. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's so bad. Um, I really loved Nancy and Mrs. Wheeler's hard-to-hard talk in the kitchen. Yeah, it was good. And it was nice that they had that moment to, like, connect. Mm-hmm. Because I think Mrs. Wheeler is, like, so much of a side character that serves a narrative purpose. But here it was mm-hmm. just, like, actually character development for Nancy. Yes. And for her, too. And it was really lovely to see how they are so the same. And she's telling Nancy to do things that she can't. Yes. I thought that was really nice. Considering Nancy's whole fucking storyline makes me so goddamn angry. How come? Because men are just fucking Nancy Drew in her. And it's just rude. And her and Jonathan should break up if they haven't already. Yeah, they're not great together. No, they're hanging on a fucking thread in that car with that argument. Yeah, but I mean, again, like, their relationship was born out of all this fucking drama, right? Like, there's, you know, it's not surprising. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting thought, because the thing that this show makes me think of is how, like, in sci-fi or action movies, there's always, like, some sort of romantic side plot where two characters get together in the chaos of the world and the conflict that they're in. And you're always mm-hmm. like, but can they make it in a normal world? I think the answer is generally no. Yeah, and I think the show goes to show that, like, life doesn't really go on after that, first of all. You're changed by that, second of all. And third of all, 
what do you have in common <laughs> except I monsters? Think... I, well, and that's why, like, I think on this show, I think the the couple that will probably, like, you know, I mean, barring whatever tragedy is going to unfold that we don't know about yet this season or, you know, whatever, would be Joyce and Hopper. Yeah, for sure. And mostly because they are adults and they've known each other before, well yeah. before all of this chaos. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, everything else, you know, and I mean, I understand, like, obviously, like, Mike and Eleven, that makes sense, and and Marcus and Max, like it makes sense, mm-hmm. and Dustin and his fake girlfriend in Utah. <laughs> She's not a fake girlfriend, but you know what I mean. Like, but it makes Susie's sense. Susie's right? real. I'm gonna. I'm holding on to that. This is the only hope I have for this season. Because <laughs> Susie's real, and she is hotter than Phoebe Cates, <laughs> and everyone, <laughs> everyone has to go fucking pay him a hundred dollars. Um, and then, because, like, like Steve and, and Nancy, like, they broke up. Yeah. Because of the chaos. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, yeah, like, if, if there, if there is going to be a, a couple that survives it, I would feel like it would be that, just because their, like, their context is very different. I think also maybe Robin and Steve, because Dustin gives him the what to in one of these episodes where he's like, you can't just yeah. date someone because of a popularity and looks like you have to stop thinking yeah. about the social ladder and start thinking about like who a person actually is and i was like damn yeah. dustin whoa calling steve on his <laughs> shit and steve's like a you only got Susie because i told you how and b shut the fuck up <laughs> and c you don't have any teeth like <laughs> You're missing a collarbone. You're a worm. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Oh, man. So good. Oh, love that crew together. So enjoyable. I, and I kind of am enjoying the Dustin's, like, with over on that side of things rather than, like, with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, because I think him and Steve have, like, probably the best dynamic. For sure. And, and and they're just, they're so fun together. They are. And I felt in previous seasons that Dustin was like underused by, or undervalued by the people around him. Because like Mike is always go, go, go. And Lucas is mm-hmm. always, what the fuck? And Will was always gone. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, Will was only half gone. And then he was there for all of season two. True. But like, and that's the thing though. He was gone for a long time. Yeah. And he missed out on, like, all of that stuff, right? And I think that's why they're they're struggling in their dynamic. Absolutely. For good reason. Right. And then, you know, and then Dustin was just gone at his summer camp and stuff, you know, and so then it's taking time to kind of get back together. Mm-hmm. Also, a question I had during this episode was, like, other than Mrs. Wheeler and Hopper, like, where the fuck are everybody's parents. Like, this is I know. a scathing indictment of the latchkey kid of the 1980s, 90s. I know, like, does Steve have parents at all? I don't know. Does Max? No. Yes. No? I don't know. Question mark? Like... Yes, they were in an episode last season, if I remember correctly. Okay, but, like, they don't see the tub full of ice? You know, they're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Mrs. Wheeler is the only one at home. 
I don't know when Joyce saw Will for the last time. Or Jonathan. <laughs> like, what is happening in this town? Hopper's like the only one that's like actually connected to his kid. And that is tenuous at best. He's only connected because he's trying to prevent her from like doing things. Exactly. From being a child. Um, recurring characters. No, season one, season two. Well, like they say, okay, so they say here that are introduced in season two was, um, Dustin's mother, Dustin's often clueless mother. Oh, for, oh, absolutely. Who has a gorgeous house, by the way. Yeah. A gorgeous house. Yeah. Which she probably bought for like $60,000 in 1972. Yeah. Ugh, the 80s. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But you know what? Luke's and Erica's mother. Yeah, Lucas has a mother. She was introduced in season two. Mm-hmm. So is his father. Oh, yeah, okay. So, there, yeah, Billy's, Billy's father was in there. Like, their, their parents were there. Because they're, like, step-siblings, right? Oh. Max and Billy. Okay. According to this, it says that, like, it's, yeah, so a guy named Will Chase was, was cast as Billy's father, Max's stepfather. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense then. Yeah, why there's that, like, weird animosity. Uh-huh. Well, also, they're clearly, like, ten years apart. Yes. Which would fucking suck. And, obviously, Billy's just a ginormous dickhole. He really is. Um, oh shit, what was I gonna ask you now? God damn it. It's gone. It's gone from my head. Um, oh yeah, what did you think about the sauna test? I thought, I mean, it was a good idea. But like, it was obviously gonna backfire. Oh, for sure. Like, for that, what did they expect that he would just, like, suddenly be, like, get the mind flayer goo out of him? Yes, I think that's what they were hoping for. Oh, my God. But really upsetting to see Max, like, so upset. Yeah. Over what's happening with Billy. That... Well, I mean, as much of an asshole as he is, he's still her brother, right? Like, I think that's the... Sure. That's the thing. He doesn't seem to... I, well, of course, he's, like, occupied right now. He... Oh, my God. He's a sleeper cell. Oh, my God. All this Russian stuff is making sense. Because he's activated by the Mind Flayer. Oh, interesting. This fucking goes deep. Right? Right down. Um, I thought that the sauna test was really impressive. And what fucking makes this show work is how goddamn talented all those kids are. Uh-huh. Like, that fight with between Billy and Elle was so good. And, like, Millie Bobby Brown is so fucking good. I'm not a huge fan of her outside of this show because she's, like, a 16-year-old girl that's obsessed with putting herself on social media and, like, you do you, girl, whatever. Uh-huh. Man, she's fucking, she fucking crushes it. Like, I believe every goddamn thing that she says and does on this show. There is never a moment where she feels inauthentic. 
And that's hard considering that she's like a government prototype, essentially. <laughs> yeah. That has like a super a strong point. brain and no social skills whatsoever. Mm-hmm. She's and well, and that's why like having her relationship like with Max especially sort of normalize all of that is good because um because she needs that that she needs to learn these things mm-hmm. for sure and like Max is incredibly well adjusted for how fucked up her <laughs> brother is mm-hmm. and how she obviously was like relocated at the age of 11 to a different town which I can definitely understand and has the wherewithal and maturity to give Elle good advice even though I don't know where her parents are ever (laughs) yeah who knows we don't know if she has any female influence in her life yeah I don't know and yet gives really fucking good advice well maybe she's giving the advice that she wishes she had gotten Ooh, damn. Megan, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know how that works, right? Like, yeah. I'm not trying to be glib about it, but... No, you know, I like, was being authentic. Perhaps... I have a problem with sounding authentic. <laughs> I was being authentic. Because, <laughs> like, maybe that's what it is. Maybe she doesn't have any, you know, good influence. And she also recognizes that, like, Elle doesn't have any real female influence other than Joyce. Like, the Joyce, is, Joyce is everyone's mom, like, ultimately, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And Joyce is a hot mess. She is. And, like, and everyone knows that she's a hot mess, and so I think maybe Max is just like, well, I'm just gonna problem solve this. Yeah. I love But I also how... think if you're, if you're hanging out, if you're, like, 13, 14, 14, hanging out with a bunch of boys, you know, it's nice to have another girl around. Oh, for sure. And I do like how she is so, so girl power and her relationship with Lucas is just a fucking roller coaster. (laughs) Like, what do those two even, like, have in common? Yeah. They're just nuts. I don't know if I could date Lucas. He's a, they're all a lot. All of those boys. Yeah. (laughs) Capital A, capital L, a lot. (sighs) okay so what we found out because last time we talked about like who are all those people behind billy and his vision Uh and now we know they're all the people that are like possessed and Uh his minions so are they gonna have to fight like a fucking zombie horde is that what this season is gonna culminate in there's gonna be a battle of some kind at the end yes gotta be right yeah and I don't know how I feel about that. How so? Because it's... I think it's a game change. Are they doing one more season after this? Have they announced? No, they've been they've been re-signed for one more season, but the Duffer Brothers said um, that it was going to end either after four or five. Like, they don't have plans to... Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Just, like, how efficiently they can finish the story. Yeah, so I, I think they wanted, I, I think really what they wanted was to, you know, are they going to get renewed for season four? Sure. And then kind of decide from there. Right. Or at least like storyboard it out and see what's what's left. Yeah, and I mean, I, I would imagine that Netflix can't say no to another season of it. Oh, this has been a gigantic hit for them. 
Yeah. Like, what else are they going to do? Um, yeah. Which I appreciate because that's like that German show Dark that I like. They they purposely were like, okay, how many seasons do you need to like finish this story? And that's what we'll do. So they're not like pumping it for everything that they get. Um, um, it just feels like with this like zombie horde situation, A, how could they possibly combat that? And B, that's going to... Oh, sorry, I just burped in my throat. Um, <laughs> how is that going to change the town? Like, we're assuming that Billy is aware of what he's doing. I think so. And, like, obviously, Tom, the newspaper dude, which was, like, did not recognize that guy at all because it's just, like, faceless white men in the show. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, he's sweaty and gross. I know that guy. He just got his fucking face sucked. That was so gross. Uh-huh. Did you notice that Billy and Heather, like, they were like automatons? Like, they both stood up and walked at the same time, too. And I was like, oh. Like, there's something yeah, so let's... unnatural and creepy about that. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Well, it's because they're, they're the hosts for whatever, right? Like... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so creepy. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm just not sure what's going to happen to this town afterwards. Yeah, I don't know either. Because if this parasitic thing just, like, expands and expands and expands... Yeah. What the fuck's Hopper going to do Well, my assumption is that, like, if there is another season... Well, there, we know there's another season. My assumption is that they're going to think again at the end that they've killed it, and they haven't. Yeah. Right, because that's what happened at the end of last season, right? Or what if, like, season four is just an in-depth look of, like... How does a town <laughs> was... <laughs> Like, possessed by, essentially, an alien. Yeah. Cope after everyone wakes up and realizes that that's what it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> the 13 reasons why, but for Hawkins, Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. That's fine. <laughs> and Hopper's, like, in rehab. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he's not in rehab. He's in a fucking psych ward. Like, And Joyce is, like... <laughs> Taking fucking first year science at Hawkins Community College. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. She's teaching it. There's no table. Yeah, There's... for sure. For sure. Because this is a TV show after all. That's true. Um, so it's been, it's funny. I thought it was funny watching. I think it was in the fourth one. I think it was in episode four. Yeah, after Hopper got beat up. Mm hmm. And then they were back or whatever. <laughs> he stands up and he has so many clothes on. Winona Ryder just absolutely killed that scene. <laughs> like, it was just, it was so perfect. Because she's just like, Ugh. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what I need to say right now. <laughs> so she just chooses not to say anything. Yeah. But she also, like, and I, I enjoyed very much that they worked really hard to make it look like she was trying to look away, but really she wasn't. Yeah, she's just like, like Yeah. That's why it felt like they're almost like, <laughs> siblings now where it's just like ugh your body's in my face again get out of my fucking face again <laughs> god um but this is what I don't understand because wasn't David Harbour like getting fucking Jack to play Hellboy yeah what happened to that bod <laughs> cause this one's back with a fucking vengeance 
I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure when, like, production overlapped on these or if it overlapped at all. Man, I want to know, like, how many fucking cheeseburger binges he went on between Hellboy and this because, like, whoa. How did you bounce back in that way so quickly? Like, your poor heart, David. I'm worried about you. <laughs> um, well, that's, you know what? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Well, we've been the talking production. about this for 52 minutes, so if we're ever going to get to Spider-Man, we better do it now. I was just thinking the very same thing, that we should talk about some Spider-Man. You go first. Uh, I loved it. It was great. What did you love about it? Um, so I loved, okay, spoilers, I guess, just in case. Obviously. Um, I, I really loved, um, how at first, like, how when you first met Mysterio, if you're, if you've, like, if you weren't paying enough attention, you were like, oh yeah, he seems like a good dude. Mm -hmm. And then, and then as soon, and it was funny, like, as soon as they were sitting in, in that, like, bar having a drink afterwards, I was like, oh no, this is not gonna go well, is it? Well, Here's my theory. As soon as you see Jake Gyllenhaal, you should be like, mm, I'm not sure about this guy. No, but I like, but and it, it's kind of like Matt Damon in Interstellar. Like, obviously he's the yes. villain, but like, maybe don't That's have... exactly what it is! But, but at the same time, you also have to think like, sure, okay, so Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. And like, it's a compelling enough sort of backstory that you're like, yeah, okay, I can buy that. And it's all in this like post, and that's the other thing too, because it's in like the post endgame landscape yeah i think it's that you have to just kind of be like oh okay yeah here's another here, that's shitty like obviously something terrible happened well even in a, a post spider-verse landscape mm -hmm. because that film was essentially you know there are different worlds and what there are monsters in different worlds too and superheroes in different worlds too and it's all like it's turtles all the way down right yeah, but as soon as I saw him, saw him, and then like saw him show up to fight the water dude, I was like, no, no, I fucking knew from the start that I did not trust this guy. But I thought that his story was so compelling. Yeah, that was kind of the thing that I thought that I had in my head too. I was like, oh yeah, I, I buy this. This is fine. His monologue in the bar after they get the glasses was so good. Like. Jake G fucking crushed it. Yeah. I think in that scene. Because he went Nightcrawler on our asses. He really did. And that was disturbing to see in a Marvel movie. <laughs> but I think it was so compelling and so interesting and so believable, too, for someone to be like, you know what? Fuck the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, which was kind of nice to have. Because, like, it could have very easily been, like, you know just a, a sort of like a, a nod to all of the heroes that had come before or whatever but this was very much like you know spider-man sort of figuring his shit out mm -hmm. well and a teenager yeah i thought all the teen stuff was so fucking perfect ned and his europe girlfriend <laughs> oh yes. my god loved every second of that the whole like dynamic between the teacher supervisors jb smooth and martin star just fucking killed it martin star should be in everything uh-huh all the time he's so so funny as a deadpan comedian so good and like whenever, well, and it's funny whenever I whenever I see him in anything, I think of him as like 
Bill Howard talking Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> where he's just like he has like as a as a teenager he had that deadpan delivery. Mm-hmm. And it's only gotten better as he's gotten older. And it wasn't even just the bedpan, but just the absolutely inept yeah. teacher in the world. Uh-huh. Somehow was allowed to take kids on a field trip. I call some bullshit. Yeah. And didn't even check to see if where they were going was active. Like, the museum <laughs> was closed yeah. for the season. Yeah. And he's like, oh. Okay. I just looked this up, and I want to say this before I forget. Uh, Hellboy finished rap finished filming uh in december of 2017 and stranger things didn't start filming until may 2018 damn that's a good five months harbor had though yeah (laughs) yeah so anyway damn that's a good five months oh that's amazing Also thought, like, Zendaya's so fucking good. Tom Holland's so fucking good. Like, those two absolutely crush it together. I love her, like, aloof, sarcastic nature. But, like, she's not aloof at all. No. She's just, like... She's... Well, she's insecure. As insecure as he is. Yeah. And I love how at the end they're just like, oh, right, we're kind of the same. And she brings that fucking helmet, or the, whatchamacallit, to help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to help fight bad guys. And he's like, oh, it's cool. I have superpowers. <laughs> like, yeah. I <laughs> but I don't preach the thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, also really loved um, uh, the, vi- not visions, but the... I don't know how to describe it. When Peter goes to, um, he thinks he's going to go see, um, Fury and, like, tell him all the stuff, but it's actually Mysterio, and he puts him through, like, all those yeah, hallucinations and, and visions and things like that. I thought that looked fucking great. That was really, really well done. And terrifying. And again, where I was like, and oh again, my god, how's kinda... he gonna beat him? You couldn't tell, right? Like, yeah. You couldn't necessarily tell that that was what was going on, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, so compelling and interesting and different from what's been done in the past, especially with Spider-Man, because it's suddenly like, oh, your powers don't mean fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And your powers are barely powers. <laughs> like, barely powers. Your webs aren't even, like, real out of you. They're a device. But, um, yeah, I thought that was really gorgeously done. And just fun to look at. The whole thing was just fun to look at. Yeah, it was. And and being set in, like, different places in Europe and, you know, some of that scenery or whatever. Like, it was super fun. Mm-hmm. And just, like, it was kind of sort of high school kids on a trip. Oh, for sure. How you know, they were just, just like, like, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> like, and... Hated everything. Yeah, they really did, didn't they? Oh, teens. But yeah, it was it was it was super fun, and I really enjoyed it, and I really liked kind of how, um, I liked the character development we got from Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that bit at the end there, where 
or not at the end, but like in the plane when he's like fucking with the suit or whatever, mm-hmm. and Happy's doing whatever Happy's doing, and just the way that he's standing there and the clothes that he's wearing, like he just looks like a little mini Iron Man, mm-hmm. like a little mini Tony, just at work building his suit. Yeah, and like Fed knows how to use all the shit and whatever, and I was just like, okay, okay. I see where this is going. But also really interesting because you forget that Peter Parker is crazy smart. Yes, because he's so fumbly and awkward. Yeah, because he's so socially inept and insecure and terrified of everything. Yeah. And you really, like, I forgot. I was like, oh, right. Peter's like a fucking genius. And that's kind of how him and Tony got along as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and I think that the, the, that's obviously one of the reasons why, you know, he was entrusted with the glasses and mm-hmm. whatever, right? Um, but, like, just that fucking nod from, like, you know, the the director to, like, Iron Man. Fuck, man. So good. Mm-hmm. The name of, what is it, Edith? Is that what the... Yeah. Is that what she's called? Even Dead, I'm the Hero. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. Just... I laughed out loud. So good. So fucking funny. Because, yeah, like... And it made me sad that, that, I mean, and I understand why they did, but it made me sad when they showed the, like, the, like, fucking montage at the beginning oh of the Dead Avengers. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I could, I mean, the only thing that would have been better is if it had been Sarah McLaughlin doing I Will Remember You instead. Like, that might have been the only thing that would have really put that over the top. At the start, I was like, this is so disrespectful. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, it's Dean's. <laughs> oh, I get it. Well, because then as soon as you saw, like, the Getty image picture, oh, I was like, oh, okay, okay, fine. And it's fucking, like, <laughs> warped out of its goddamn mind. Yeah. So fucking funny. Yeah, but yeah, like, having having them in there, but then also having Cap, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he is dead, but, like, ugh. Yeah. But, like, not, was... re- not, not really. But, like, he is dead, because he's, he's dead not... to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, but that, like, fuck, that montage was so funny. Because at first I did not understand what was going on, and then I was soon, then when I realized it was, like, the school newscast, I was like, oh, okay. So Good funny. effort, guys. And I Good loved, job, good effort. I love the device of using that to explain, like, how time has progressed. So, like, everybody's back in school, regardless of if you've aged five years or not. <laughs> yeah. And so that fucking dude, what's his name? The guy he tries to assassinate with a drone? Oh, Brad? Brad. <laughs> of course the only, his name the is only thing Brad. That been, yeah, if his name had been Chad, I would have been even less surprised that he was a dick. Absolutely. And just how everyone is just like, what the fuck? Like, how how are you, like, <laughs> allowed to be around teenagers all the time? Like, you are a man now. You're a man-man. That was super funny to me, too. Because, of yeah. course, that just plays into Peter's feelings of total ineptitude. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So many good things. Loved it. Yeah. Just loved it. A fun yeah. tone for it was, how yeah, it heavy was. ending was. Well, and it, it was really fun, and it was really light, and it was really, like... It was what I I think, like... I mean, obviously, you've got teenagers as your sort of main character, so that yeah. makes a difference in in the tone. But it's, like, kind of in a way, like, what comic book movies should be. Mm-hmm. 
more right? camp. It, yeah, like it was very much in that respect, like into the Spider Verse, right? Where mm-hmm. lots like, of like night monkey, fun... night yeah. monkey. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's dude. That is that is the Halloween costume for twenty nineteen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what are you supposed to be, night monkey? <laughs> uh, duh, he's Europe Spider Man. Um, because Europe has fucking night monkeys, Ned, you idiot. What I loved, and I wanted to talk about this last week, but you, we couldn't because you hadn't seen it, is you know when um, Hopper goes fucking crazy eyes on Mike in the car? Yes. That was the same as when fucking Mysterio, like, adopts the name Mysterio and, like, looks at Peter like, oh, what are you gonna do now? It's my name. And I was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. This makes me feel bad. I love that. It was so funny. Yeah, it was, uh, well, and I mean, like, having, it was, it was good, having, like, Mysterio sort of at the beginning when you forget or don't know that he's a bad guy yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt a lot like Captain Marvel, where you'd forgotten that the, the Krulls were, like, Scrolls, scrolls, yeah. Uh, no, the Cree that the Cree were like bad because that was from like Guardians Two or whatever, right? But because of the way that like it, everything was framed, you were like, oh yeah, like this sucks that this is happening to these people, and you're like, wait a second, wait one minute, and I kind of had the same feeling with Mysterio. I was like, oh, this story sucks. Like this is so sad, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, fuck you. But I, I was like, man, like Peter needs like a male influence in his life mm-hmm. who's not who's not one of happy his, who's not happy and who's not one of his inept teachers mm-hmm. like he, he needs somebody and so i was like oh this will be fine and then i was like no it will not be fine um but at the end when he was like asking happy and aunt may what was happening between the two of them oh my god oh <laughs> like, my god just the funniest just like and May's just like well i don't know and he's like we're together <laughs> <laughs> But here's my pitch for, like, the strong male influence that Peter Parker desperately needs in his life. Okay, let's have it. Sam fucking Wilson. Well, obviously. <laughs> I and want Bucky Barnes. Sam, just Sam I want Bucky, that show of them. of them all together. <laughs> just, like, bullying Peter mercilessly. And he's just like, oh. guys, just, I'm just a small boy. <laughs> like... <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> but what you what, what you find out afterwards is that what he actually did is he like wrapped all of their shit in web, and so they're just like, God damn it, Peter! Yeah, just Jesus, fuck, like, Peter, <laughs> come on. Oh yeah, no, having having like the three of them because I imagine the three of them would be a lot like in Civil War. It's in Civil War, yeah, where they're like in the car. <laughs> Like, it would just be that. Yeah, like, will you move your seat back? No. <laughs> <laughs> but wait a minute, Peter already did something as stupid as fucking webbing their shit together because he gave away a very important weapon to the fucking villain of the story. Like, but he's uh... a small boy. He, he, he doesn't know it, but he didn't know any better. And then he felt really bad about it. I know. But I couldn't believe that impulse to just be like, oh, this is like a treasure that someone who I dearly love gave me. I'm just going to give it away to a stranger. No, but his rationale totally made sense to me. 
Well, does yeah, because he thought that whatever his name was. What was his name? Beck? Beck? Sure. Oh, fuck, it's gonna bug me now. Quentin Beck, yes. Yes. Like, should have seen that a mile away, that that was a fucking villain name. Probably. But how he just seemed like a good man. Yeah, well, he did. I'm really interested in this idea of creating chaos by faking chaos. Uh-huh. And how quickly the world is hoodwinked by that. I think that was a powerful message, too, for 2019. Yeah. Like, don't don't trust the narrative. See and touch things for yourself. Uh-huh. Before you make conclusions. But the powers that be are manipulating, perhaps, what you do see. It's a very, like... Oh, man, I bet this was a big hit on 4chan. <laughs> do you want to talk about the end? Um, yes. Was there anything? There was something else. That my, oh, I did want to mention that because I, I found it funny. And I think it's just because I work with teenagers all the time. When Peter just, like, whips his shirt off in that hotel room. <laughs> and MJ just, like, doesn't know what to do. She's like, Ooh. Oh, it was so funny. Like, it was so, so, so funny. But Peter's just, like, so happy that someone else, like, knows his secret, that he doesn't have to keep it, because obviously, just like Tom Holland, he's absolutely terrible at keeping secrets. Yes. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I gotta put my... And he's, like, so obsessed with that that he's like, wait a minute. I'm still... I'm still a small boy, and I'm getting naked in front of a girl. (laughs) In front of a girl that I think of that I love. So... Like, it's just, there's so many things about it, but it was just, like, her face was fantastic. Oh, Zendaya's just, like, she's the fucking best, man. And then, and then Ned, when he finds out that she knows, too, and he's just, like, oh, you know, it's, like, all good. He's, like, I knew first, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, just, just, just as a reminder, he liked me best first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Like, the, the third movie is gonna have some troubles with... <laughs> Ned dealing with the fact that there's now a third wheel in what he perceives to be his relationship with Peter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, and, and, and he can't even be like, and Peter can't even be like, well, remember when you were in Europe? Because like when they were in Europe, uh, mm. Peter was like trying to save everybody. Yeah. So it's not the same kind of third wheeling. No. And Ned was also like, well, I have a, I'm a man now and I have a girl. God, that was funny. God. He cracks me up. So fucking funny. Yeah, let's talk about the ending. So I didn't stay for the second thing, but I know what it's about. Why didn't you stay for the second one? I was with someone who's, like, not into it. And I was like, the internet will tell me it's fine. Like, you don't even need to stay because everyone will know. <laughs> and That's they'll true. tell you. Like, I <laughs> it's truly, not a problem anymore. I truly did not find out anything. Like, like beforehand? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about afterwards. Like, I sought it out. I went onto the Instagram Explore page and looked for things that said Far From Home spoilers in bright pink letters, and then I just swiped through until I found what I needed. Like, it's a, it wasn't hard. <laughs> oh, no, but I mean, like, I just, I mean, I didn't see it. How, when did this movie come out, anyway? Right at the start of the month, didn't it? I don't remember. So, like, I I didn't see it till last week, Thursday. Um, and... July 2nd. Yeah, so I like yeah, I saw it last week Thursday, which was still only a week, but like I hadn't been spoiled at all mm-hmm. with any of like the end stuff. 
like the mid-credit oh, yeah. scene or the end credit scene. Yeah, me neither. I also wasn't Would... necessarily like seeking it out, but I also think that since Infinity War and Endgame, people are much more respectful of talking about spoilers. Yeah, maybe. Because that was a huge change when, like, the stars of the film were saying, like, don't ruin it for other people. Yeah. And I've really noticed that happening. Like, you get a big warning or something's covered up when someone wants to, you know, speak an opinion about the film. Yeah. Um, so do you want to, so the mid, like, the mid-credits scene, obviously. I saw that one. Um... I found well, and I mean, I obviously like the the dude who was the 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 dude who was like his like video producer or whatever is obviously the guy who leaked the video, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think <sighs> J. Jonah Jameson though. That was great. So good. That was so great to have him back, even for just that little tiny bit. Yeah, and to have him as a what's his name equivalent, like a conspiracy theory. What's mm-hmm. his name? Who am I thinking of? You know, big fat guy, round face. Alex Jones? <sighs> Thank you. Yeah, that's the end of my thought. Okay. <laughs> um, I was like, is there more? No. <laughs> I was just waiting. Um, no, it was, I thought it was really good. I thought, uh, I thought like having that and having his identity out there, ultimately I don't think it's going to be an issue. Mm-mm. Because I, and part of it I think is because they've now like passed the, they've passed the mantle, the Iron Man mantle towards him, right? And so like, it'll be fine. And true that it's not necessarily an issue. Like everyone knew that Tony was Iron Man. Yeah. Like everyone knew that Steve Rogers was Captain America. Yeah. So it wasn't like a huge thing. No. And I think in this respect, I don't think it's going to be all so bad, all that bad either. Plus, I mean whatever happens between Happy and Aunt May, like, I feel like there's sort of that, you know, like, Pepper's gonna look out for for Peter as well, right? And make sure that if, I would assume, my assumption is if they, like, need to move, they're gonna be able to move. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, I don't think that's gonna be a problem. I don't think they're gonna move, though. Like, maybe not. But really neat to see him being like, what the fuck? Yeah. As soon as I heard that, like, execute all, I was like, that's, that's fucking weird. Like, that's a mm-hmm. weird phrasing for mm-hmm. talking to a computer. Like, I knew that there was something good up with that. But, um, yeah, so the second one I heard is that essentially uh, Fury and Maria? Or just Fury? were both both were the dudes from captain marvel yeah which is very interesting it is which explains a lot because i was like fury was fucking weird in this movie Mm -hmm. like really weird Uh i thought the same thing i was like okay seems strange to me but i was like i guess there's a reason for it so Mm -hmm. okay which is fine because it's, you know, in the post blip world. Yeah. So like, who knows what everybody's gonna be? But loved how like Maria was still just like fucking kick ass. Like, don't worry, I got this drone that's gonna assassinate you. Yeah, it's fine. It's got it. 
Well, and then at the end, when, like, when Fury's, like, on the beach or whatever, like, just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Like, dude doesn't take a fucking vacation. You shitting me? He's got all these dumbass superheroes to take care of. Who he does. Li- who literally can't function in society. So. Oh, no, not at all. Like, they, I mean, of all of them, I feel like Peter's, like, the most well-adjusted. Yeah, because he wants to be so badly. Oh, yeah, he just wants to be just a normal boy. Mm-hmm. But he, he just can't. wants. He just wants to hold hands with his girlfriend. That's all he really wants to do. So fucking cute. They're adorable. Mm-hmm. And how they go for a date swinging. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the the sheer like terror on her face was great. Oh, for sure. And how she's like, no, I'm never, fu- I'm never fucking doing this again. <laughs> no. And I'm just like, all the power to you, sister. But the things you do for love, you're gonna yeah, go back absolutely. on that one day. One hundred percent. Because there's going to be a time where she's going to need to get somewhere real quick. And mm-hmm. he'll be like, all right, fucking fine. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought, yeah, I thought it was interesting having th- this girl's, like, be um, Fury and Hill. Like, it was just, it was, it was, it shows you, and I think it's a reminder that, like, the whole universe isn't gone yet. Mm-hmm. Right? That there are, there is potential for, you know, an expansion back into this cinematic universe where we're, Maybe not just on Earth. Yeah, and where you still get, um, like, stories overlapping. And I think it's interesting, too, because Marvel's like, well, we need some reason for people to fucking keep watching our movies because we just eliminated two of the most fucking positive favorite ones mm-hmm. that everybody loves. So yeah, I like how they're still, you know, seeding those little clues and things like that. Yeah, no, I think it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was, it's, I think it's the first like summer movie that I've seen this year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to see Booksmart on Thursday night. Ooh, jealous! Tell me how it is. And I'm going to see The Dead Don't Die tomorrow night. Ooh, very cool. Yeah. Um, but those are not like blockbuster movies because they are playing at the Garno. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and they both have two show times this week. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- those are not blockbusters at all. But there's a bunch of movies that I want to go see. Oh, for sure. And over the summer. Really interesting ones that aren't um like genre movies too. Mm-hmm. So can I complain about something about Cineplex for just a second? Sure. Go hard. So I hadn't been to a movie in some time since they had um uh revamped their like scene points program. Mm-hmm. And so it used to be, you used to be able to get a free, like, regular admission movie for a thousand points. And I think the 3D movies and stuff were 1500 Yeah. Uh, what it is now, if I remember correctly, is now it's 1250 just across the board. So it's cheaper for, like, the 3D and stuff, but it's more expensive, essentially, mm. for the other ones. And fine, whatever, it is what it is. But my biggest complaint, what I used to do when I'd go to a movie, is I would get the combo where you could get popcorn and a drink and a candy and a thousand scene points yeah they don't have that anymore uh, the most points you can get in a combo i think now is like 200 oh yeah well so i know it, that every time my friend went to a movie that's what she would get and she would just like fucking rack them up yeah because you sp- i think it was like it was like 24 bucks or whatever which mm-hmm. is sounds is an awful lot of money but like looking at how much it costs for the popcorn the drink um, and then you're basically getting 
a movie, sure, you're getting, like, free points, but you're basically paying about $4 for a movie. Yeah. But you can't do that anymore. Now you can only get points. Like, you can get, like, 200 points at a time if you buy a combo. And I was like, you motherfuckers. I was upset. I was annoyed by it. I was also annoyed by the fact that with their combos, because that's where you get the most points. Like, you still get points if you spend money at the concession, like, for every purchase, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you can get, like, you know, extra with did, buying a combo. My did other, they take away, like, the percent off for uh, concession stuff, too? Or is that still there? Oh, I'd have to look. I didn't even notice. Because I, I was mostly flabbergasted and a little bit annoyed by the fact that they don't have an option. If you just want to buy, like, one a popcorn and a drink, you have to get a large. What? Yeah, because it used to be, like, that scene points one used to be, like, a regular popcorn, regular drink, and a candy. And I was like, yeah, it's manageable, whatever. But yeah, now now the only one you can get where there's only one popcorn and one drink, you have to get a large popcorn and a large drink. Why? I don't know. That's so bizarre. Yeah, it's dumb. Hmm. Anyway, I, that was the thing, and I was just like, "Oh fuck you guys." Um. So Riva and I were talking, and one of the one of the movies that we're gonna go see this summer, we haven't decided which one yet. We're gonna go to the Landmark Cinema in Saint Albert because that's the one with like all the recliners. Yeah. Where you don't have to pay VIP prices to go and sit in them. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's that. The <laughs> my husband treated, um, I don't know, a super high up. I don't know if it's like the president or whatever of Landmark Cinemas at one of his clinics, and he came in the one day when I went to visit him, and I brought the dog. This was in like February because he wanted to show off Apollo to the clinic. Mm-hmm. Because someone else brought their dog the previous th- day, so he's like, uh, if someone else can bring their dog, I'm gonna bring my dog. And it was just like, okay, calm down. But, um, he was just like, this super high up old dude was just like, oh, here guys, here's free passes to Landmark. And he's just like giving them out to all the staff. I was like, oh man, that's the rich guy you wanna be. Be like, like just a medical clinic where I'm going to see whatever for my old man hip or shit. Just be like, here guys, thanks. <laughs> I'm paying for your services, but also like, here's some things that are valueless to me, but are so fucking important to other people. I was like, shit, yeah. So I think we went to like two free movies each. It was awesome. Nice. The only perk so far. <laughs> the only Of being perk. a doctor's wife, just FYI. Uh, so you got a couple free movies. I got a couple show. free movies, yeah. Didn't you get to go to a Flames game for free? I did. I don't consider that a perk. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. That was mean. Yeah, it was. That was real mean. I don't take it back. Okay. Um, Okay, I have a quiz for you. Let's do it. We've been doing this for, I don't know, a fucking year, Megan? We have been. It's been a long time. Okay. My quiz is, it's like about what kind of a social introvert are you? What percentage of social introvert are you? Can't wait. 100%. Can't wait. Let's do it. Justify my existence. Okay. Where can you be found at a party? Catching up with a friend in the corner of the room, showing everyone a funny meme, twerking in the middle of the room, or what party? I'm home, sucker. Why isn't there a fifth option of like petting the cat or dog? Okay, so catching up with a friend in the corner of the room, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. 
If well, oof. It's either that or at home, but like you do go out sometimes. Yeah, if I'm forced to, it's like it's not with everyone. That's for sure. Okay, let's go with that one. Okay, you have some travel coming up. What's the extent of your planning? Every single day planned out, rough itinerary. Probably not going to think about it till a few days before. Or I like to live in the moment and rarely plan my vacations. Oh God. Well, right now it's whatever don't have a plan because we fucking haven't done anything for Amsterdam except book our flights but I think rough idea is how I live with my husband see these are very husband centric and that's not Kelsey centric so (laughs) these results are going to be skewed so rough itinerary yeah okay so we're not going to get 100% introverts no that's right and your friends are hanging out but you've decided to stay in. You see them having a good time on social media. How do you feel? Uh, incredibly content with your decision to stay in. Wondering if it's too late to stop by. Feeling all kinds of FOMO or kind of annoyed. But not enough to want to do anything about it. Yeah, that one. <laughs> for sure. I had two friends who were in town for Stampede on Saturday. And I was like, what the fuck? I live there. Why didn't you invite me? And they were like, well, you said you were out of town. And you don't want to go to Stampede. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you had the choice to work on a team in a group project, you would be eager to start. Make sure that each person is delegated an equal amount of work. Do the whole thing yourself and let the rest of the group off the hook. Or be pretty chill about it as long as no one on the team is obnoxiously loud. Do the whole thing myself. Yep. Because then at least it's done right. Mm Mm-hmm. How many nights a week would you ideally want to have plans? Zero, one, two, or three or more? Zero. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Think about your four closest friends. How many of them are extroverts? Zero, one, two, three, or four? Four, actually. That's what I would say. No, three, three, three. A friend of yours is taking a selfie. Where are you in the picture? Um, I'm the one taking. Yeah, that's the one. I don't need to selfie. hear the rest. <laughs> I'm photobombing. I'm off to the side. Or I'm the friend making sure they're getting the best lighting. I'm taking the photo. It's true. It's true you are. Uh, who is your closest friend? A person you've known for years and years and who knows literally everything about you. Uh, I prefer to have many different friends rather than a close circle of a select few handful of people or i don't know if i have a best friend or a closest friend most people just don't get me oh my god okay emo what was the one that's like a few close ones uh there's a person you've known for years and years i prefer to have many different friends rather than a close circle of a select few a handful of people i consider my best friends yeah a handful okay how do you feel about first dates? <laughs> I would honestly rather die alone. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I'm just, you don't love meeting new people. Well, <sighs> so you'd rather, honestly, rather die, assuming that you were single, you'd honestly rather die alone, restrict them to about one every few months because of how exhausting they are. Depending on the person, generally don't hate them or I love meeting new people, especially on first dates. See, this one, I don't know because like, I've never had a first date. But what do you think, Megan? Die alone? 
I think the most middle ground answer is the depends on the person one. But if it was you, I think it would be you would honestly rather die alone. Yeah, that's that's what I think. And finally, how would you define your personal space? If you don't know me, do not come within three meters of me, at least as far as my arm reaches, like a foot. As long as you're not touching me, you can come as close to me as you want. Before I read the choices, I thought it was like your space, like, you know, where you the live. space you inhabit. Yeah. <laughs> but I like this a lot better. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't mind like physical affection. That's like, you know, of the love languages. That's the one that uh -huh. I speak as it were. Um, but if I don't fucking know you, don't look at me, don't talk to me, like don't Yeah. Keep your so eyes if you don't to know your me, fucking don't self. Don't come within 3 meters of me, I think is probably your best answer. Yeah, like don't breathe my air. Get out. You got it's so this is a range because there was only four questions each. You got 75 to 100% social introvert, but you're definitely not 100%. <sighs> Yeah, one of those questions really fucked me over. <laughs> and the descriptor is, you're very precious about your energy, and for good reason. You're the kind of person who gives their undivided attention when necessary, and is probably the most thoughtful person in many people's lives. The generosity is probably in big part to how good you've gotten at treating yourself, so keep at it. I don't think that's true at all. That's not why people are like that. That's not an explanation for introversion. Some of us are just fucking wired that way. Oh, for sure. Like, I told you this off the podcast, but I was camping with four other people this weekend, and I legit hid in the tent three times because I couldn't handle speaking to another person for that long anymore. Like, I can't deal with sustained interaction. Yeah, I understand. Which blows my mind. Chris is always like, well, what do you mean? Like, you were a teacher. And I was like, yeah, but that's a fucking job. <laughs> like... I, I never chose to spend my free time hanging out with 200 fucking people each day. No. No. And there, and when you're teaching or whatever, doing that kind of job, like, you can set up boundaries. Mm-hmm. And rules that they generally respect. And so it, it even though you're around people all day long, it's not quite as exhausting. No. Absolutely not. And it's also, there's something very, like, performative about teaching, too. Where it's not yeah. like... It's not like you're having a close, in-depth conversation with, you know, people constantly. No, God, can you imagine? Ugh. Yikes. Okay. Um, questions? Go, go hard. Okay. I did have one from Larissa for last week that I feel bad for not reading, so I'm going to go back and find it. Okay, um, what do we got here? <laughs> I just saw the thing that you retweeted, um, with Woody Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, it's a accurate. great, great Simpsons joke. Um, okay, Amanda just sent us a bunch of screenshots. Yeah, what was that about, Amanda? I don't know. Uh, okay. Tyler's question is, uh, you still podcast? And the answer, as we know, is... Fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> Can I give you the one from Larissa? Absolutely. If you could only shop at one store for the rest of your life, what would it be? Just one store? Mm 
So what are the parameters? I think it's a store that's like not like life necessities, like somewhere where you're going for like funsies. Like it's not superstore like, where you can I get was gonna clothing say, can I, whatever. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to say, can I still buy clothes? Yeah, I think this is like a store that you're going to because you love it. Like, I don't know, a rich person would probably choose Harrods, you know? Yeah, I would just like... I'll go to the bookstore. I knew you were going to pick a bookstore. What was the one in New York? The Strand. The Strand. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. It is great, but it's very claustrophobic, that place. It is. I loved it, and I was actually quite glad that we only had an hour to spend. Yeah. Otherwise, I might still be there. Were you there? Like, was it super busy when you were there? No. Oh, we went. I don't know what was happening, but there was probably like 200 people in the store. No, like, it wasn't. I may die. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a Monday, like late morning. Oh yeah, I think we went Sunday. So I think that made the difference. Yeah. Oh, Saturday. We went Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was good, but and I loved it a lot. But yeah, if I we only had an hour, and so I had to be very like very judicious with my time, mm-hmm. and that was good because I needed to have a time limit. Um. And we have two questions from Mike. One is, I just sent my oldest daughter off to summer camp. Did you ever go? No, Mike. My parents didn't love me like you love your children. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I used to when I was in, like, elementary and junior high. I think even into high school, if I remember right. There's, uh, like, a music camp in Camrose. That is now called, I think it's, like, Music Camp Alberta. It used to be called Music Camrose. Um, And it was run by... I don't know, the Alberta something or another. Like, it was a government. It was it was, it was was run by government grants. Um, and I did that, I think, in, like, eight summers. Whoa. I think, like, uh, the the first six was just for, like, it was for a week, and then the, the last two was for two weeks. And we stayed in the dorms at Augustana, and... That's yeah, cool. Yeah, it was lots of fun. And I met, and some people, actually, that, like, I met... So when I... When I was in university, I sang in the U of A Mixed Chorus, um, and our conductor was the conductor of a choir that I had sung in when I was in grade 12, and that's how I found out about it. But his daughters, um, the oldest one, she's far enough older than me that I don't think we were ever there at the same time, but his like youngest daughter, I think she's a year older than me, we went to music cameras for like six of my eight years. We were there together. Mm-hmm. So then it's, and like, and then some people that I, sung with or sang sung with sang with in mixed chorus had also done that oh that's awesome so it's like a group that you knew for a long time yeah some people not many of them but some of them yeah i knew knew some people for for quite some time um which is just kind of funny and it was always lots of fun and like when we got into the the two-week camp um i remember so like because it ran sunday to Saturday for the one week camps on Saturday was like the final concert. So it was like five days of just like super intense rehearsals and and stuff. And then you put on a concert at the end of the week, Mm -hmm. um, which was, I always thought that was lots of fun. And then when it got there for the two weeks, it was again, like you had rehearsals kind of Sunday. And then I think if I remember right, we had them like Monday and then until Saturday morning. And then we had like a field trip. And I think the two, both of the years that I went, we went to the beach at, at uh, Michelon Lake. Oh, fun. And then on the Sunday, we just kind of, like, dicked around and didn't have any rehearsals and back at it on Monday. So it was kind of nice, like, a, just a very different, 
like way of it's almost like a nine to five <laughs> well kind of, yeah kind of yeah and like we used to do stuff like at nights that there, like in the in the evenings it'd be like there was like a movie night and there was a, we'd go to the pool one uh, the pool in, in town for like one of the nights and we'd do all this other stuff and 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 like during like free time if you were at like certain age like a certain age threshold you could like leave the campus to go you know, to, like, the Seven Eleven or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were, like, in elementary school, you clearly could not. Um, I think you had to be, like, 14 or whatever before they would let you leave. You know um, what, that's, the free time. that's pretty solid. Yeah, and it was good. It was a lot of fun. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. But it, it's awesome. not like, it's not like you, it's not like the summer camps that, like, you see on, like, TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it's not like those kind of summer camps. It's just like, it was just a residential music camp and it was, you know, a week at a time. So it was fucking nerds, Megan. <laughs> oh, for sure. Absolutely. It was awesome. I like, I loved it. And I was sad when I didn't get to go back after, um, I think it was, I think I went after grade 10, I think was my last summer. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was lots of fun. Um, and the last question that we have from Mike is, uh, who are the Robin Hood and Merry Men of the NHL, and which one of them is Jamie Benn? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is prompted because on the weekend I was watching the Robin Hood movie with Taron Edgerton. Which is fucking great, and you loved every second of it. Uh, it's so bad. <laughs> like, it's so bad. We're. I don't want to talk too much about it because eventually we're going to talk about it. One hundred percent, we will. But it's so bad. Like I, I enjoyed almost every minute of it, but it is terrible. It's so convoluted as a plot. It d- it doesn't have a plot. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. It's like how Frozen didn't have a central conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, this was very much the same thing. I was like, why is he doing this? What's going on? I'm so confused. And also the costumes. And I'll just leave it there. Oh, the costumes. And like the fact that they were filmed, they filmed, I think, in Dubrovnik and like didn't bother to make it look like a dirty medieval city. Oh, absolutely. It looks like a coastal paradise. So funny. Um, okay, so that is the question. Who are the Robin Hood and Merry Men of the NHL, and which one of them is Jamie Benn? I don't know about that part, but P.K. Subban is 100% part of this group. Oh, he's Robin Hood, Megan. He steals fun from the rich. <laughs> and gives it to the poor. And gives it to the poor. That's what he does. Um, who else? Who else has enough personalities to be one of... Who's the Friar Tuck? Let's start there. Oh, God. I don't know enough about fucking the Merry Men to even give a judgment on that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about this for a while. And I've had this question for like two days and I don't have an answer. Um. Well, who's, I think an easier way is just like, who's the resistance in the NHL? Uh, oh, none of them. They'd have to, like, have principles for that. <laughs> and maybe be a little bit more put together than just texting a green check mark to their boss. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> That's a callback to something me and Megan discussed before the podcast started recording. Yes. 
it's just for me and her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a really, you know what? No, I don't think PK is Robin Hood. I think, no, because he, he likes the spotlight too much. Okay. Because Robin Hood doesn't like the spotlight. Right? Like, he's, I mean, he, you know, likes to hide and steal things in stealth, not, like, out loud. PK would just be like, I'm taking your shit. Like, that would be, you know, it would not be the same. (laughs) I'm on a horse. I'm taking your shit. Watch out. Yeah. Don't chase me. I'm PK Subban. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, like. And then. And then post an Instagram video of his dogs eating their food. Like, so he would, like... is it fucking... Taves? Like, who is it? I was... No, I was... I'm No, no, I don't think it's Taves. He doesn't have quite enough personality for it. Um, I was thinking Sidney Crosby could be the Robin Hood. Oh, Megan, you have such if a only Crosby because bias. You, you didn't watch the NHL Awards, did you? Absolutely not. Yeah, I did, unfortunately. But there was a bit that he did where I, they had some dude, like, fake interview these guys, and he was the only one of the three, like, heart finalists who, like, played along at all. Oh. And it was actually really funny. Who were the other heart finalists? I can't remember. Yeah. Remember matter, how you... <laughs> Remember how last year we did a whole NHL Awards special? <laughs> and this yeah. year it's just like, yeah, who the fuck cares? The NHL yeah, can suck my butt. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I wonder what was different about last year from this year. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's as um, if we had a reason to care. Yeah. Yeah, Sidney Crosby's Robin Hood. Um, and then I don't know about the Merry Men. Like, that's that's tough. I, th- I feel like, in answer to the second part of Mike's question, it's whichever one of the Merry Men. No, fucking Jamie Benn is Friar Tuck because, fr- there you go. Problem solved. We can just leave it at that. I trust you. He's just, he's a religious man. <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> a religious man. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, Fire Talk is a religious man, you know, has to, like, say no, or it has, it, like, has ignores the, the, yeah, ignores the pleasures of the flesh, <laughs> as does Jamie Ben. problem solved. Well, he ignores the pleasures of the flesh for others, not necessarily for himself. <laughs> well, He takes, go. but he don't give. <laughs> so what you're saying is he's, like, the sheriff of Nottingham. Exactly. Boom. Uh-oh. Roasted. Okay, so my computer just did a thing. Did it not record? Oh no, it's still recording. I'm gonna have to listen to it and make sure it all matches up because the screen just went black, but it's back up now. We're good. Uh, which means I think we need to wrap yeah. up. Yeah, your computer's like, okay, you've done enough. Thank you. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, so that's all we have for this week. You can find us, uh, our stuff to listen to on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. I. Uh... You can find me on Twitter at GarbageFirePod, which means if you send me a DM, sorry, Avery, three weeks later, I'll see it. <laughs> but, like, she's been on the Twitter a little bit more in the Just last Just today. Uh, oh, stuff... someone DM'd us questions. Oh, did they? Uh, Brett Spadey did. Oh, what did Brett Spadey have to say? He said, BC for TMX and how divisive politics works for locals but no one else. And mature and thoughtful basketball players are when they respond to an interview question. I feel like we've talked about that. We have. A lot. Because they're allowed to have personality, so they're allowed to actually express thoughts and opinions and 
Lo and behold, uh-huh. humans sometimes are very good at doing that when it's uh-huh. honest and true. The TMX thing is really interesting because I talked to someone from Victoria Island, or Victoria Island, Vancouver Island, a few weeks ago, and he said, like, it is what it is. Essentially, they don't believe that it won't get built and, like, whatever if it does. But what they thought about was how it's making people question their choices in BC of, like, how much like oil and gas they consume right which i think is a good conversation to have not just for oil and gas but like like what are you consuming in a day and kind of changing the focus around reduce reuse recycle to refuse reuse recycle yes which is interesting but yeah politics are just a fucking crapshoot dude yeah i mean they ultimately they are and I think that like I think with the I think part of the problem in I think part of the problem in Canada is like the geography mm-hmm. of this country makes things very challenging. Oh, for sure. Right. And and, and well, geography and population distribution. I think that's the big thing is like because the biggest concentration of our population is like in central Canada and and like to the east of us obviously. Um there's there's sort of a disparity in like how those resources are consumed. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And so I think it's hard sometimes for people outside of particular bubbles to understand, like, why the decisions that they're making do affect other people, people elsewhere. Yeah. So that kind of speaks to that, like, local, that sort of local question is, like, yeah, the decisions that you make for your, your individual community are probably the best decisions for your community, but that's not the only community that is affected by the decision, and you mm-hmm. don't necessarily think about those things. Well, yeah, it's just, like, the NEP kind of all over again, really. Yeah, absolutely. Just that conversation, not... TMX, but yeah. Um, is that all we got? That's all we got. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So sorry. Second time through. We're done. Um, <laughs> you know the iTunes and the then Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. Find Kelsey on Twitter at Garbage Fire Pod. She might actually respond. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Mig Fourteen. Uh, our Insta has been quite active at Garbage Fire Podcast. Yeah. With our polls, and we're hopefully going to do a record of to all the boys. So the, here's soon. the decision, because our Instagram followers and our Twitter followers are obviously very different people, because uh, we Are asked, you surprised? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but we asked the question, should we do a rom-com or an action movie? Mm-hmm. And Insta was very pro-rom-com, mm-hmm. and Twitter was very pro-action movie. So I was like, okay, well then we'll, we'll inform our next two movie episodes. Um, and so we're going to do... Uh, to all the boys I've loved before mm-hmm. to satisfy the Instagram crowd and to satisfy the Twitter crowd it's going to be Pacific Rim yep uh, and wait. that's that's just what happened I was talking to a friend at work today because I'm doing the summer school about Pacific Rim and she's never seen it uh, except she loves like Sons of Anarchy and Charlie Hunnam and she also really loves Idris Elba and I was like how have you not watched this movie <laughs> and then she was also talking about how much she liked Ron Perlman and I was like oh my god Put them this together, movie was... it just makes sense. <laughs> I was like, this movie was fucking made for you. Yep. Um, As yeah, Olaf so once said. <laughs> it's a frozen callback. It is, yes. Um, In so... summer! <laughs> <laughs> no one ever uh, listens to this part. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, 
We have an email address, garbagefabpodcast at gmail.com, and a website that somebody paid for a domain for, but I don't remember who it was. Yeah. Must have been a real piece of shit. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that is all we have for you this week. As always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster.